What up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Laying Foundations podcast. Super excited for this one. We're going to dive deep into some financials. Uh, basically, what we've learned uh, being new to the construction industry, new to big boy world, you know, out in real life and how to <laughs> how to manage our fin- finances, especially now that we have a family. Um, you know, Davis officially has a family. Uh, I guess I will officially have one in July. But it's it's getting real now, right? So you, you we have to learn how to actually set ourselves up for success in the future. But before we dive into this, as always, please go online. If you like what we do, let us know. Contact at laying-foundations.com and leave us a comment and five-star review on the podcast. Follow us on the podcast. That helps with our rankings. It helps get it out to more people so that more people can learn about the construction industry. Uh, just to start off with, Davis... What you got for point number one? Um, well, I'm I'm gonna do a curveball here. So, yeah. So again, like to set this up in the right way. Um, there's an intern on my project now that I've I've I'll just Austin Subtle. He's a good dude. Um, from Auburn, the building science program. Long Got story out. short, he said, "Hey man, have you do you guys ever talk about like finances? Like that, that's something that I'm probably really gonna." struggle with or I, I need some tips and tricks of like you know when I graduate because I'm stepping into this and I didn't think about it to me and you Walker you know we just manage money going through college I'm sure he did at some point but I thought it was really insightful that that's what he asked about right and so I think that's pretty cool yeah. I also had a conversation with Jared from Texas A&M where they have a, a class like we did at, at Auburn with Dr. Holly and so mm-hmm. um, I'll say this finances is a huge thing in my life um, I saw my parents struggle with it and I don't know if that was part of the reasons why my parents got divorced, but, um, it was something that they struggled with. So for me, I'm a stickler with it. Not just in like, you know, being like the guys on the job side, I think it's funny. Cause when I was getting, I was paying off debt, they thought it was cheap, but they didn't realize what I was doing, but I just want to be a good student when it comes down to it. Right. I don't want to yeah, yeah. be someone that's just frivolous and waste everything. So I hope I set that up in a good light because in construction, you have a tremendous opportunity to retire a millionaire. Not just, I'm not just saying like you're going to have a million dollars in the bank. If you stick in the construction industry and you work for good people, you have a very high success or chance to become a millionaire just through your budget, how you save, and how you invest. To get started, Walker, back to your point, point number one is just stick to a written plan. I, for the longest time in school, didn't, they never have a plan, right? I just, oh, I got a hundred bucks left. I need to stop spending money until I get paid the next time. Well, that's not going to do anything for you. You're not going to be successful because your money is telling you where you go instead of you telling your money where to go. What do yep. you think? I, I completely agree. And, and I think one and two kind of go together, right? Two stick, stick to a budget. But you have to, in order to stick to a budget, you have to make a budget. And that's really what you're referring to, right? Is a written plan. It's telling your money where to go. And, you know, I I think it's beneficial for anyone who, especially starting out, take a second, take a night, take a weekend, whatever, sit down, just write out how you want your life to look in 20, 30, 40, 50 years, like each stage of life, right? At some point, maybe you'll have a wife and kids and grandkids. So what do you want to look like when that time comes, right? Because people don't like to think about the long term. They just want to think about the short term. And I'm guilty of that. You have to force yourself to think about, you know, what am I going to need? What is my family going to need in years to come? And how can I set 
myself up or family up for success right now with the actions that I'm doing in order to achieve that goal later on. Uh, I love that. And Walker made me think about, and we still got to finish it, but we were reading Entree Leadership. And one of the things Dave Ramsey talked about was the, just the, the seven different things that he uses for goals, right? Some of it's financial, some of it's spiritual. I can't name all seven, but if you don't have a, a written plan and you don't have something to go towards, then you're just going to end up, like you said, 20, 30 years later. And maybe you didn't provide for your family because it was as simple as you didn't write down a plan, right? You didn't stick to it. And going off into that stick to a budget, I would encourage every person listening that if they have not ever done a budget, find someone in your circle of influence that you know does and ask them for help. Because for me, again, it was my aunt. She was willing to take an hour out of her time. And this is what she did for her budget. She wrote everything out on a piece of paper. You can go have an Excel spreadsheet. You can go use the the Ramsey app. That's every dollar app. That's what I use. But it breaks it down by category of this is your expenses. This is your income. You want your income to be more than your expenses. If it's not, well, wow. Okay, now it's eye-opening. And I promise you, when you do that and you assign every dollar to each category, you will start to go, Oh my gosh, I spend this much money on food. Uh, I'm not doing that next month. You'll yep. you'll you'll have yep. to change because whenever you just look at your bank banking account, you see your checking account, and all you see is like five dollars here, six dollars there, thirteen dollars here, it's not a big deal. But whenever you see a total, man, I spent let's just use an example, three hundred dollars eating out this this month. That's ridiculous. I need to dial that back in. Yeah. Right. And so what do you think about that when it, when I say make a plan and stick to a budget? No, I agree. And if you read any any sort of financial books or you listen to anyone, then that's exactly what they're going to tell you is if you don't give your money a job, then your money's going to be telling you what to do because you don't know anything that's going on in, in your budget life, right? You just, you think at the end of the day, it's going to be good, right? And a lot of times, this is a huge mistake. And again, Davis and I are not uh, financial managers. We, you know, we don't do this for a living. It's just an experience that we've had. Yeah. I, it's fair. I know a lot of people that, you know, will will just use their credit cards like crazy, right? And if they get to a point where they run out of money, then they're like, well, I'll just put on my credit card and then I'll spend that. And that's even worse because you're just throwing yourself into debt, right? Yeah. Credit cards aren't bad. This is not even a topic, but I'll go into it a little bit. Credit no, cards aren't bad, right. but it, you need to use them responsibly because they can give you a lot of things. My credit cards give me a ton of hotel points, a ton uh, I have rental car points from it. I have a lot of things. So now I can have free hotel rooms, you know, just by using a credit card for it, right? Yeah, Walker lived. Travel I, lived months. Yeah. <laughs> I had over, I had like 120 plus days in, in a hotel last year, which some Jeez. people have a lot more than that. Not complaining, just telling you. But if you treat a credit card like a debit card, right? You're tracking your finances. You pay it off every month. And you also have a budget that goes with it then you're fine. But a lot of people don't realize that. And they think a credit card is just an endless game of money until the bill comes and you can never pay it down. Right. And that that's the thing. I, Dave Ramsey talks about how finance is 20% head knowledge, 80% behavior. And so yeah. for him, when he talks to people, I remember someone calling and being like, hey, you know, I'm a millionaire and I have a credit card, always paid it off every month. Well, he's like, well, obviously this 80% behavior part doesn't really apply to you because you paid it off, right? But for the people that call in that are in massive amounts of debt, you shouldn't have a credit card. You just yeah. should. Agreed. But for someone that 
like Walker said, has a budget, saves, and just uses that as a debit card, but then pays it off. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, agreed. And you know, again, it goes with number two. We've kind of covered both of them at the same time. You got to stick to it. Once you set it, you stick to it. And and it it's easy to do it for a day. It's easy to do anything for a day or for a week. But the challenge comes and the success comes when you stick to it for months and years and years and years, right? Davis is great at it. He's had a budget and has done it for as long as I've known him. And it's paid That's off. Scary. He's out of debt completely, <laughs> right? I mean, it's it's wild. Yeah. Um, so, and you kind of already covered point number three. We're rolling through this, right? Live right. off less than you make. It all goes together. You know the the saying, keeping up with the Joneses, right? And it's easy to do. It's so easy to do. You see people with super nice cars, super nice houses, super nice things. You go get on, on TikTok. Ex- you get on ex- social media, right? TikTok, social media, extravagant trips. And I guarantee you 90 to 95% of those people, or even probably 99% of those people have debt or broke or living paycheck to paycheck, don't know how to manage their money. Because true wealth whispers, right? You don't know it. You don't right. know when don't someone's extremely wealthy. You don't tell right. them. You don't show it off. Right. You don't have to drive up in a Ferrari all the time, which it's okay to have. Right. Great. But it's how you present yourself. And it's, okay, do you have a Ferrari? And are you having to make car payments on it? Then you probably right. shouldn't have that Ferrari, right? right. If, if you're having to make car payments on something that's not like your daily commuter, probably shouldn't have it. Right. And and so it goes into it goes into the the point of just live off less than your mate. Wait, wait. It's hard for me to do. I hate waiting. I'm not patient. I, I want to have it now, 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 right? But I know I can't. And so in the 10, 20 years from now, I can set myself up for success to where I don't have to worry too much. But right now, while we're young, right? While we're starting a family, while we're getting things rolling, get out of debt, spend less than you make. Credit budget and stick to it. Yeah, that's good. I uh, was listening the other day. I think I actually was on LinkedIn. So I'm going to give, and this is just a podcast, a little shout out, man. We're going to shout people out. Um, oh, I was wow. listening to the Construction Brothers podcast, listening to Eddie and Tyler go back and forth. And so good. Um, Eddie Campbell was talking about how just this world and where we're at in today's society. And Walker, you just touched on it, right? You just talked about just the people. What, what they see our, our society now is talking about take, 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 like I need to have it now. Right. And I, I'm not blaming you. I, I'm like that too. I, I want things too. And I'm impatient, but I have to remind myself every day and deny yeah. myself to go, you know what? I have a paid off Jeep. Do I have a Ferrari? No, but I know I couldn't afford it. Right. I couldn't afford the maintenance if that thing ever broke down. So I need to wait. So the point I was getting to Eddie was talking about how, um, you know, King Solomon, the Bible talks about how he had everything. He had, mm-hmm. he had, and just bear with me here, but he had all the money. He was the wealthiest person in the world. He was the wisest person in the world. He did everything. Like he, he had over, I don't know if people know this, but 700 wives from their concubines. He, um, you know, was just captured in, in, in war with people or no, he, he, he just made trees. So like, I know I'm going all over the place with this, but the man had everything, and at the end of his life, he wrote a chapter in Ecclesiastes saying it was like chasing vapor in the wind. It would be like if Jeff, and I need to be clear, it'd be like if Jeff Bezos, one of the richest people in the world, came out and said, "Like what I did in my life wasn't worth it." Right at that time, King Solomon was was it? He was he was the richest man, the wisest man of the world, and he said it was worth it wasn't worth anything. 
what is worth something is giving my life and helping others and giving it to Christ ultimately. But I just think about that. If someone who was the wealthiest person in the world at the time wrote it was meaningless, then that should be in our own aspect. We need to look at ourselves and go, yes, I see other people that may have a car. They may have a nice house. They may have this. And like Walker said, it is okay to strive to want to get there. But you don't need to do it, like you said, to, to do it to catch up to the Joneses, right? It, it, what are you going to look back on? Are you really going to look back and, man, I had a had a car that was super nice, but I couldn't provide for my family? Like, does that make sense? Like, it doesn't. And so I think that while you're growing up and while you're young and while you have this good opportunity, um, think about the lifestyle creep. Like while yeah. I was in school, I'm used to making 200, not even 200 bucks a week work, right? You're used to not eating out. You're used to just scrounging, right? Just making everything neat. And then you get out in college and let's just face it. Most of the people at, from Auburn Building Science, they graduate the salary. They get 63000 65000 $70,000 range, right? Wow. Huge blessing. So you just went from making maybe 10 to 15 grand because you're going through school. Now you're making 60 to 70. That's more than triple your income right there. So what are you going to do? You have the choice. Am I going to, oh, I'm going to buy a brand new truck. truck. I'm going to get the really nice house or am I going to do this and go into debt? Or are we going to get used to living off of still what I, what I made in college? Am I going to put some of the stuff away? Am I going to invest in my future? Am I going to save? And so for some people they didn't have debt. That's awesome. I, I did not have that option, so I had to pay my debt off. But now it's, I'm still going to try to live off of that, and I'm going to go attack investing and saving, right? Because mm-hmm. I want to build my future. I want to be able to set myself up for success later. And Walker, I know I just rambled for a while, but did no, that make crazy. sense? It, it, it makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, I, I think it, it all goes into understanding your finances, understanding the and it's, it, it's a game. It's a game of finances. How are you going to play it, right? You can play it poorly. You can play it well. And what Davis was just talking about is, is lifestyle creep. And, and it's easy to do because the more money you make, the more things you want to do, the more things you're able to do. But are you going to say to yourself, look, I, I know I can, but it doesn't mean I should. And with that being said, it, it goes into our next two points, which are investing and saving, which are, they're, they're one and the same, but they're a little bit different. And I'm slowly learning the big difference, right? And, and so keeping all, and this is again, our opinions, but keeping all your money uh, in a bank account is very pointless. My The way I do it, and this is just me, is I have an emergency fund and I'm working to get to a certain amount, almost there. And I also invest as well, but most of it goes into this emergency fund at the moment to where if something happened, and I lost my job, I got hurt, uh, you know, something crazy happened. Yeah. I have a certain amount that I know I can live off of for six months to a year, <laughs> you name it, right? Once that's completely full, then the rest of that money is not going to sit in a bank. That's going into every ounce of it besides what I need to live off of budget-wise is going into investments, it's going into anything that's going to set myself up for success in the future. And that's yeah. that's how I do it. I want to be able to know that I'm secure if anything happens. And then I want to be able to know that in, you know, 20, 30 years, I'm secure, right? Whenever I want to, uh, maybe I don't want to work anymore. Maybe I want to retire. Maybe I want to do something that the Lord's calling me to do that might not make as much as I used to, 
or right. you know maybe i want to go and travel for a month or for a year or you name it i, I right. want to be able to do that i know i can't do it right now but i want to set myself up and my family up for success in the future to where if i wanted to i could you know and you know davis and i both you know we both tithe and, and so basically we live off a of 90% of what we make and then you budget off of that. And, and so the way that we do, if you're a believer in Christ and you tithe, right, is I take the salary that I have and I automatically put 10% away. Like, I'm not thinking about 10% of it. That's going in, that's going to the Lord, that's going into uh, the church, it's going into uh, Third Lens Ministries, you name it, right? And the rest of that, that's what we take and we and we tithe and we budget and we throw into savings and we throw into investments. How do you how do you do it, Davis? I think it's good. Um that's awesome, man. They're getting close. I, I think about that. So for me, I think that number and again, three, I think it's three to six months expenses. However, you want to put that risk, right? You want to be on the, so the, the rule I learned was three to six months of expenses, right? So three months, you're a little more risky, right? You, you think that, man, I got a secure job. Everything's going well. Three months I can, I can do with that. Or if you want to be more conservative, you can be on the six month side. So based off of those numbers, I think for Grace and I, I think we landed in somewhere like the three month range was thirty thousand dollars, and then like I think the six month range was sixty thousand dollars. I'm just gonna be honest. I got like thirty five hundred dollars in my savings account because I just got a debt and I just got married and we're finally settled, yeah. right? And so I got a while, right? It's probably gonna be till the end of the year, right? Um, till I get there. But once I get there, like Walker's talking about, once you have that emergency fund. Walker's painting a picture for us of understanding that, hey, the car breaks down, not a big deal, right? Walker is able to pay for something that happened. Yes, did it suck? Yes, did you not want to have to spend that money? But guess what? Walker's big boy, he's able to pay for it. He doesn't have to go, oh, oh I don't know what I'm going to do that weekend. I don't, I don't, I'm going to have to go find an extra job. I don't like, there's so many people in this world today. Like, I think in America, I don't know the stat. What's that it's stat? Stag- yeah, it's like the $400, it's staggering. right? Yeah, it's yeah. more than it's more than 50% of America right now. They could not cover a $400 bump in just the month to month. And I'm just like, that drives me, like, not that drives me crazy, but it's just like, we're living in a society today that keeps on telling you, go get it, go get it, go get it, go, go, go get debt, go get into debt. And again, we're not talking about just certain types of debt. We're just talking about consumer debt, wanting to spend, do whatever you want. And that, to me, that just, it drives me nuts because all you have to do is stick to a plan. And, and let me get off my soapbox here. Let me get back to what you asked me. But I remember two people telling me something. One, Jesse Hernandez talked about how him having an emergency fund, I don't know what that amount is, but to him, he has an amount, right? And he said, that allowed me to go work for the people I wanted to. And so to him, he was like, if there's a person that he didn't align with, which to me, that means the person was just a butthole because Jesse's an awesome dude and will do anything for you. He's like, I'm leaving and I don't, I don't care because I have that money in the bank. You get to have a little bit of freedom. Another person told me, this is Lynn Shannon. We had him on the podcast back in the 20s, I think. And he talked about how, um, to me personally, was the first five years out of college, again, don't let that lifestyle creep up. Go let your friends go to Europe, buy the Porsche, buy them the really nice house. Go let them do that. And you just sit there and be quiet. And you just sit there and stay. And then you sit there and invest. 
And then when those five or six years happen, guess what? After that, you're going to get to be doing that for the next 30 or 40 years because you spent yeah, time building that nest egg. And so that's what gets me excited. You think about that. Just just be humble for five years. I want you to be humble the rest of your life, but just live way less for those five years and get after it. Work hard. Grant Cardone talked about people didn't know when he made his first million. Like he said, he was still wearing that, like the Clark loafers and was driving a beat up car when he made his first million. He didn't want people to know, but in today's world, again, you make a hundred thousand dollars and you want to go buy a brand new truck. He's like, drive that sucker into the ground and just make it work and like just live and grind and get after it. So off my soapbox, you asked me, how do I save? Um, yes, Walker, you're right. So the tithe, I, I tithe off of my gross income, 10%. 10%, I get that get that put away. Um, then my rule is I'm in like the 20 to 30 percent range, probably more than that. I'm not no, I'm at the 40 to 50 percent range of like saving right now because I'm used to paying a lot of money each week. And now my wife's working, we're gonna try to save that as well. And then when it comes to investing, this is what I heard: you invest 15% of your income. So when you do that. Think about that. If I'm already saving, let's say 30%, I'm tithing 10%, that's 40, then another 15%, that's 55, right? So I'm doing, I'm really lean. We're, we're living off of 45% of what we make, right? And so those investments that Walker talks about can be your 401k, can be your Roth IRA, also could be real estate, also could be if you want to a side hustle, it could be you wanting to start your own business one day, right? And maybe you put that in a, in a different account, separate from your savings account. There's a lot of different options and I don't want to get too into the weeds in each one because that could be a whole nother podcast itself. And um, I feel like we need to do some studying before we do that. But there's so many different ways that you can invest and save. It's pretty cool. And to me, uh, that's another person. Again, I'm bringing up someone else. My aunt, she talked about how it's a game for me. She's like, whenever she wrote her budget out and she saw she had a goal, maybe it's, man, I want to go, like Walker said, I want to go travel to Hawaii or I want to go to Europe or Ireland would name it, name the vacation you want to go to. All right. Put an estimate together of what you think that's going to cost. Right. And now you get to play that game with yourself every month. Okay. I want to go to that place in six months. What can I do this month to really get serious about it, attack it, save it, whatever I have to do. That way I can go to Ireland, Europe, Hawaii, whatever you want to call it. And you get to have that vacation. But a lot of people just go, okay, I want to go to Ireland in six months and I'm not going to save, right? I'm just going to go consumer debt, credit card, pay for it all. And if that's what you do, that that's fine, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do something different. And so I don't know if that made a lot of sense. I kind of just went all over the place there, but what do you think, Walker? No, I, I completely agree. You know, before we close out, Davis mentioned a, a ton of really good resources. Dave Ramsey is always a great one. Grant Cardone, you love real estate. Um, there's uh, more than you can name, right? A couple of books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Fantastic. Oh, yes, um, great book. I recommend everyone to read that. So you, Everyone should read that book. Uh, the Richest Man in Babylon. That's good Awesome book. book. Really yep. good. Uh, I recently read I Will Teach You to Be Rich. Um, it, it just kind of breaks you down in everything you need to do just to exactly what we just talked about, right? I learned a lot of things from that. It's just the very basics of saving, very basics of investing, of tithing, of or of, of creating a budget, you name it. Um, there's a, there's another I, one too, Walker, I read. It's called The Millionaire Next Door. That's a good oh, one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that one's really good. And, and so, guys, these a ton of books, right? Just You don't have to be an expert in it, but just get a base. 
right? Just get a, a knowledge of, of how to do this and just start because the 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 way that people fail is one, they don't start or two, they start really, 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 really late, right? And it's not failing, at least you started. Yeah. But if you start in your 20s, right, that compound interest is incredible. So by the time that you get to your 40s, 50s, 60s, it's going to be amazing when you look back. But you need to start thinking about your future now and not later because later is Sunday going to be now and it's going to be too late, right? right. That's good. That's good. And, and I want to encourage people that are, that are listening. Um, I know that our demographic, our, the age range for us is probably in the, the 70 to 30 range, probably that's 70% of our podcast. And so whether you're in the 50s, the 20s, not that Walker and I have any right to, to speak in this area, but if you need help, please re- reach out send us an email. I am more than happy to spend some time. I actually yeah. really love talking about these things. And this isn't something yeah. we're asking you to like pay us for. We just want to do this out of the kindness of our hearts because this is some of the stuff that we want to do one day. This is something like we want to help people prepare their life to be successful in construction. And we think of it from a holistic approach of, man, if you don't take care of your finances at an early age, then when you get married, you can't just automatically flip it. But if you start at an early age, like Walker's talking about, if you start now, you heard the podcast, man, I, man I've never written a budget down, but I want to get started. Man, let's go. Let's talk about it. We're here for you. Um, reach out to us. I hope this plan helped. And I'm actually going to type these up in the show notes. That way people can just go look at it and grab it. Maybe put some of these yep. resources for some of these books. But um, this has been really fun because I know for of both fun. of us, it's, you know, it's a cool topic. Yeah, and we love talking about it, guys. And like we said, we're here to help. That's what Learning Foundations is all about. So if you need anything uh, in the construction industry, personal, you name it, just reach out to us. We'd love to talk with you. We'd love to jump on a call. Um, and just if you need, you know, if you need a shoulder to to talk to, right, then we're here. We uh, we love what we do. Uh, we're passionate about people, about construction, about the industry in general. Um, and so contact at laying-foundations.com or reach out to us on LinkedIn. We're pretty active there. Uh, but guys, appreciate you listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode.